0: Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice? of moral ambiguity. It may help or may not help you at all. Depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they ball and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail it adds to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host, Kevin. Going around the table, John. Hello, I'm Rick us. Elvin Monk. And Hannah.
2: Hello, I am playing Talia, the human rogue.
1: So you may have noticed that uh, we've just got John and Hannah with us today. That's because we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Since uh, Alexander and Juliet are at the tower and Lunadas and Talia are basically hanging out at the hotel, twiddling their thumbs. Uh, We want to show you what's going on while um, Juliet and Alexander are in the tower. As we all know, the number one rule of Dungeons & Dragons is don't split the party. But uh, fuck those people. We're going to do it anyway. Let's go make mischief. Juliet and Alexander leave for the day to go to the tower... And uh, you guys uh, find yourself uh, at the inn. What have you been doing? What are you going to do? Uh,
3: Lunadas has just been getting to know the area, you know, wandering around the inn itself and then maybe the alleys running around behind it, exploring the kitchen. He likes to cook it.
1: So now that you've got the, uh, the day basically to yourself, uh, what do you guys want to do?
2: Uh, well, I want to go to the, um, market area and kind of stake it out, see if I can do, uh, some light pick- pickpocketing and, uh, maybe find some fellow thieves.
1: That sounds interesting. I like it. Let me, uh, pull up the map here. Okay. So, uh, basically you are going to be going back to the, uh, the streets, uh, over here where, uh, number seven is on the city map. Um, you and Juliet were there yesterday, um, you went to, uh, uh Magic Clothier, and you also get some ice cream, so, um, you can go back to that area and start hanging out.
2: Uh, well, I will start by, um, taking us by the ice cream stand, and, um, and then we will just kind of wander the streets.
3: Do thieves put up, like, notes and signs and stuff, like thieves can't only written on walls, things like that, graffiti?
1: Uh, yes, there would be uh, that, but uh, maybe not so much. Uh, you know, in in the city, uh, just for the fact that uh, the city would have investigators that are probably trained in thieves can as well. And would
3: Talia know that stuff? And would it differ from city to city? Sort of?
1: Talia, give me a history check. All right, twenty-one. So, um, what would you what you would know from your time on the streets in Carnley? What you've picked up from? Um, you know, other street kids who've learned some thieves' camp and some lore behind it. That uh, each city would probably have its own, like, version of like thieves' camp. That would be like kind of like a regional dialect. Um, that would be just so. You know, other guilds coming in from other cities wouldn't necessarily be able to read the cant there. Okay. But uh, if you want to give me uh, a uh, perception check as you watch this str- uh, walk the streets, uh, we'll see if you find any. Um, Fifteen, you have seen some markings in strange places that you would think would normally be like thieves cant markings in Carnley, but you can't really decipher them. You know it's probably Thieves' Camp, but you don't know what it means. Okay. Mostly due to the fact that you've never been to the Isle of Insight. Uh, John, you rolled a 12. Well, I was
3: just trying to see how much Elunidas was enjoying this ice cream. He doesn't know anything about Thieves' Camp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. As you're walking the streets, uh, you notice there aren't a lot of guards uh, that are patrolling on their beats. So you think the crime must be pretty low. Or too low to put that much resources into it? Um, you go to the uh, market district, do you try to pickpocket, or do you try to stake it out to look for another thief? Or maybe both?
2: Um, I... I will... I will just try... Oh, uh, well... Um, I... I'll try to pickpocket somebody, but, like, just by, like, bumping up against them, like, just, like, looking down and... Like, I don't know where I'm going or, you know, being super, super stealthy about it. At least attempting to.
1: All right, um, stand by. You wait around for a while, and I'm assuming Lunadas is with you, eating his ice cream. And reverse engineering. He wants to make ice cream. Oh yeah, that's right, because you're a gourmand. Talia, you pick out a finely dressed elf that's taking too long to look at jewelry at a stand on the street. Give me a slide of, uh, hand check. Yeah, that's an eight. Um, so you're going to uh, like bump into this elf like you normally would like to, to pickpocket someone um, but his uh, purse is pretty firm on his belt and you are not able to get it. The half elf uh, turns around looks at you and says, watch where you're going street kid.
2: I, I'm so sorry I'm not familiar with the area yet I apologize.
1: He just uh, harumps at you and goes back to what he was doing. Oh, that was unfortunate Maybe you'll have better luck next time. Maybe. So, um, so let's say you uh, walk down the, uh, the block a little bit further and uh, turn a corner. You pick out a well-dressed uh, human woman who's looking at some fabrics outside of a seamstress shop. Give me a sleight of hand check. Twelve. <laughs> okay. So uh, we're going to say that basically the same thing happens. And you're not going to be able to to get this woman's purse. She's going to uh, yell at you and uh, say, watch where you're going.
2: I'm, I'm so sorry. I was distracted. I, all my ice cream is gone and it made me sad.
1: She says, what?
2: I'd, I'd never had ice cream before. And, and I've, I've kind of recently acquired a taste for it. I apologize. I I'd just finished it and I was looking down because... I
1: was I was sad that my ice cream was gone. So uh, she just shakes her head and goes back to what you're doing. And let's say uh, you turn another corner and on a, another street, and you see a uh, older human man who is uh, looking at crafted goods outside of a, a silversmith shop, uh, like brooches and rings and such. So give me a slight hand check on him. Twenty one. You barely even bump this guy, and you get his purse and he doesn't even uh, know that it's happened the, uh, the touch was so slight and uh, there's enough people on the streets that uh, he wouldn't think much of it Huzzah! high five
3: no, low key low five.
1: so uh, <laughs> you take the purse and you walk down the street and turn the corner to get away after a few minutes you're approached by a half elf girl in her teens with brown hair wearing a brown tunic and a gray cloak She leans in close to you and whispers, Who the hells are you? Pickpocketing on my block. You better have an outstanding explanation or you're gonna get beat. We don't take kindly to independence in this town.
2: Well, that's interesting. I was was looking for whoever runs this city.
1: Runs this city? What do you think? I work for the mayor's office?
2: No. Um, I mean, at the city? You know, the people who run the city. I'm trying to be like super, I'm trying to be super like covert about what I'm saying.
1: Okay, give me an inside check. 19. Okay, you could tell that this girl is not that bright and she's not getting what you're laying down. You think she probably thinks that, uh, you think that she works for the government.
2: How about this? I will give you half of what's in this purse if you take me to your boss. Since I stepped on your turf, I, I apologize for that.
1: She she thinks for a moment how much she got in there.
2: I look in the purse and find out.
1: Turns out it's just full of rat tails. You look in the purse and you find fifty-seven gold pieces. Dang.
2: Looks like there's about fifty gold pieces in here.
1: Uh, give me a deception check.
2: I said about.
1: (laughs) So uh, that's a ten. Yeah, you don't beat her passive. (laughs) Um, so she looks at you kind of weird and she goes, "All right." I'll tell you what. You give me 30 gold pieces, and I'll take you to uh, the boss.
2: Deal. Half now, half on delivery.
1: Deal. So, hand it over. KG.
2: So, I'll, I'll give her 15 gold pieces now, and then whenever we get there, I'll give her 15.
1: Okay. You guys uh, start to walk down the street, and she turns around, and she looks at uh, you, and then looks at uh, uh, lunados and says who's the elf
2: a a, a trusted friend
1: alright you guys are going to be walking up the streets and you're going to end up at the uh, industrial district which is uh, number 8 on the map over here so you're probably going to be walking about a half mile or so and she says so it appears you have some talent it just so happens we're looking for some new players after a few of us got pinched and got deported
2: just so happens i'm looking for something to take up my time
1: after that she doesn't really say anything um, because you don't have much further to go and uh, you guys make it to the industrial uh, district you come to a uh, nightclub called the greasy fingers which uh, you kind of think it's weird that there's a nightclub in the industrial district
2: it's a hipster thing right
1: Well, I I guess it's more of, you know, people get off work and they just want a beer immediately and they don't want to walk down to like the market district. You come to the, it's a two-story building. Uh, It's gray and unremarkable and squat compared to the other buildings you pass. There's a half-orc hanging outside the building playing some uh, uh, card game by himself. As you approach, he lays down his cards and stares at you. Says, what do you want? And uh, the girl says, gruff, don't be like that. Here are these two. I don't recognize them. You bring it in here. The girl says, "Whatever, Gruff." And then uh, she just marches past and opens the door and uh, walks in.
2: Uh, I nod my head to, to Gruff.
1: He uh, just uh, eyeballs you. A little dust kind of pouts on his way in. So uh, you go inside the building, and it's an industrial club. You know, I'm talking about like that style of, style of club that's like kind of grungy from like the the 90s so uh there's a lot of people hanging out in there of uh, all races uh drinking and uh, smoking and uh, they barely give you any notice as you walk among them um the uh, girl uh walks you back towards the uh, back of the building and you see dwarf hanging out uh near the staircase it's uh still pretty early morning you know it's probably like 10 a.m or so and uh, the dwarf's already drunk he says uh to the uh, girl with you says what do you want little one the mistress is probably still asleep as he says that you see a tiefling woman um open a door at the top of the steps begins to walk down she's dressed in a fine green silk robe that sits off her red body she's wearing a gold tiara and has gold rings with gems on all her fingers and has a large gold necklace around her neck that's encrusted with diamonds and rubies she uh, gets about halfway down the steps and says mm. New faces in our den. By all means, introduce me, girl. She says to the brown headed half elf with you. And the girl says, I didn't get their names, but this little one's got some talent. I caught her pickpocketing up <clears throat> I didn't get their names, but this little one's got some talent. I caught her pickpocketing on my block. And then she paid me to meet you.
2: Can I come up with a code name?
1: Uh, you can lie to her if you want. Alunidas
3: bows. Introduces himself as a das, a monk who's walking, walking this, walking the soil.
1: <laughs> Hannah, is that a deception? Uh, um, are you going to lie? No, I'll just,
2: <laughs> no, I'll just, uh, I'll just introduce myself as Talia. I'll, I'll say, um, I'm, I'm Talia.
1: Uh, she says uh, in a male voice, I'm Kesh. Who exactly are you and how did you come here?
2: Well, um, I came here on a boat. And, uh, I was just looking for some outside work.
1: You're not a guard, are you?
2: No, I- do I look like a guard? I'm- I'm eleven.
1: Probably. She says, that hasn't stopped them before.
2: Wait, seriously? No, I'm- I'm not a guard.
1: She looks at you for a moment and she says, yes. I don't think you are either. So, you must have some talent. What do you do?
2: Oh, a little of this, a little of that.
1: Would you be more specific?
2: I'm good at getting into places that people don't want me to get into and, um, relieving people of their heavy purses.
1: Hmm. She's very considerate that way. So, she says, getting into places, have you ever, say, done some burglary? Breaking and entering? I think that would be burglary, yeah? Huh?
2: I had a moment where I wanted to ask her if she was a guard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you a guard? Are you a guard? Well, are you a guard? You have to tell <laughs> me. When I- it's in the law, the constitution.
2: I've done some light burgling, here and there.
1: So she says, uh, that we can work with, and you've come at a great time. We could use someone of your stature and little fingers. You see, we're about to pull off a heist of no small endeavor. How do you feel about a little burglary of a magic shop? It's high risk, but incredibly rewarding. You'll have your choice of one item and 10% of the cut. What do you say?
2: I say that I'm interested, but, um... I need to know a little bit more about the risks involved.
1: Well, there's always the risk of getting caught. And there's always the risk of getting killed by someone who doesn't want to be relieved of their merchandise.
2: It's a magic shop. What kind of traps could they
1: have? She laughs. <laughs> Seriously? I don't know. Things that go boom, things that sizzle, things that fry, things that disintegrate. That's why I said it's high risk.
2: Well, it sounds worth the risk.
1: She looks at uh, you at Lourdes and says, how about you, Elf? What do you do? I can fight. I'm
3: quite athletic, but I'm no good at the stinky Phoebe sort of stuff. She's the specialist there. I'm a monk.
1: Well, we always do need muscle. What do you say? Are you up for the job? Oh, certainly. Great. The job happens tonight. Come back here after midnight and be prepared for your new fortune.
2: We'll see you at midnight or after midnight.
1: All right. So, uh, do you guys want to hang out here, or are you going to hang out in the Market District? Do you want to go back to the room before uh, you uh, come back to the uh, club?
2: Maybe uh, hang out here a little bit more, but definitely want to go uh, back and get some sleep before this job. So we're well rested.
3: That sounds good. Okay. And maybe explore a little bit, get to know the streets.
1: The uh, half-elf girl that was with you uh, says, my name's Fracas, by the way. Why don't you, uh, buy me a drink since you're gonna be rowing in it soon.
2: How about an ice cream instead? Ice cream? It's so tasty.
1: It doesn't give you a buzz.
2: That's totally okay. Do you really want to be, you know, buzzed? It dulls the senses.
1: Of course it does. Who wouldn't want their senses dulled in this world we live in?
2: I, um, I look at her and, uh, give her the rest of the gold that I owe her, um, if I hadn't already and then slip her a couple of, uh, two more gold, uh, to buy, to buy herself a drink. But, um, I say, uh, here's some extra to go buy yourself a drink, but I will not be participating.
1: So she says, uh, well, thanks. I guess we'll be seeing you around. I guess we will. And with that, she is going to walk off and go up to the bar and order a drink.
2: Um, I look around and see if there's anybody else that I can talk to to try to get to know.
1: Uh, yeah, there's uh, all kinds of uh, people in this bar, all kinds of races. Um, there's appears to be a group of uh, humans and half-elves playing some sort of card game uh, over in the corner. Got uh, a couple of dwarves. Uh, there's a tiefling, a uh, couple of halflings.
2: I'll go up to the halflings.
1: Okay. You go up to the uh, the halflings, and they are sitting at a table close to the bar, and they appear to be having uh, some uh, second breakfast.
2: Good morning, persons.
1: Uh, good morning to you. I
2: I see that you have uh, what looks like a delicious breakfast. Where can I order food here?
1: Um, well, you can have a seat with us if you'd like. There'll be a server along shortly, I'm sure.
2: Well, thank you. I think I will. I think I will take you up on that.
1: So uh, you sit down and. Um, you know they're eating and talking to you at the uh, the same time, and uh, the talkative halfling says, "My name's Joe. This is Mike." He uh, points to the other uh, halfling with his fork. After a few minutes, a uh, server comes by and asks if you'd like anything.
2: Um, a plate of uh, eggs and sausages, please.
1: Uh, John, do you want to order anything? Are you hanging out at the table? Sure. Maybe some uh, uh, fruits and vegetables. Salad plate sort of thing. You say uh, salad plate. She laughs. She says, we got sausages, we got eggs, we got mutton, we got ham, but uh, we don't have no elf food around here.
3: Just some eggs, then, I suppose.
1: She uh, walks off, and uh, 15, 20 minutes later, she comes back with some food. So all this time, these, uh, halflings are talking your ear off, you know, they're talking about the city, they're talking about, you know, uh, the politics of what's been going on in town, and they're going to ask you, uh, what your story is, uh, Leonidas. Oh, I'm a member of the Church of Magicology. I'm wandering the earth, spreading the message of Elrond Hubbard. They say, Elrond Hubbard, is that some sort of, like, planar god? I've never heard of this deity. No, he was a particularly
3: wise human who lived by the sea, who realized that we can shed ourselves of evil spirits by practicing meditation and giving him money.
1: Giving him money. Yeah, that sounds like a church. And That's then for me,
3: I just wander Suelle, mostly beating people up who don't want to give Elrond Hubbard their money and then try to take mine.
1: And then uh, they all laugh and say, well, <laughs> you're not getting any money out of us.
3: No, no. You seem like the sort who would like to take money, not give it.
1: <laughs> and they laugh at that. They say, I, I I like you, friend. How about you, little girl? What's your story?
2: Uh, well, um, I used to live in Cardly.
1: Great city, great city.
2: It can be, if you actually have a house.
1: Oh, street kid, huh?
2: Yeah, but, I mean, it's not so terrible. I, I had good times there.
1: You know exactly what you're talking about. I grew up on the streets of Lascane. It could be tough, but... You know, fun sometimes, too.
2: You meet some interesting people that way, that's for sure.
1: Ain't that the truth, girl. So what are you doing in the city?
2: Uh, Well, I, I, uh, was fortunate enough to hop on a boat here. It seemed interesting. I wanted to see if I could pick up any knowledge while I'm here.
1: Oh, there's knowledge to be had, I guess, if you're at the tower, but, you know, probably not so much in this dump.
2: Knowledge comes in all forms.
1: True, true. You, uh, taking some work in the city?
2: Uh, possibly. I'm looking into it, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of fat people with a lot of fat purses in this town.
2: I've noticed, just walking around.
1: And there's all kinds of ways to take their money. Some of them are even legal.
2: Yeah, I was uh, looking into becoming a messenger, possibly. I hear that that's a, a quick and easy way to, to earn a couple of coin.
1: And uh, he starts laughing. <laughs> He's like, messenger? <laughs> Why would you want to run all over this city for those peanuts? You must have some skill or you wouldn't be talking to Kesh. I saw you talking.
2: Can I uh, do a perception check to see if he's trying to sneak any, like, confessions out of me?
1: Uh, that would be an insight check. Oh, no. Um, you, you don't really know what he's getting at. He may just be uh, curious or he may just know, you know, what's going on. Um, because if you were talking to Kesh, uh, you're probably either in the guild or trying to get in the guild. Or he may be trying to uh, get information out of you, like what kind of job you're pulling off in the city.
2: Um, I will remain vague on the subject.
1: I
3: think you should say that in character.
1: Yes.
2: Uh. Well.
3: <laughs> no, I'm saying that you should say, "I'll remain vague on the subject in character."
2: <laughs> I uh, I don't like to to talk about what my plans are. Learned as a street kid, that that just doesn't always work out for you.
1: Joe says, good girl. You're picking it up fast. Don't give anybody any more information than absolutely necessary. Because it'll probably come back and bite you in the bum.
2: Yeah, I, I've seen it happen.
1: People getting bitten in the bum?
2: Yeah, dogs are super aggressive and carnally.
1: Aren't they, though?
2: I did try to raise a puppy once.
1: Uh, try?
2: Well, I mean, I barely had enough food for myself. And it got super hungry, and then I got super hungry, and...
1: Yeah, you can't really split a rat.
2: No. No. No, you can't.
3: Puppy lightly braised in a white rind reduction is very nice.
1: So uh, Joe and his uh, friend uh, finish up their uh, their breakfast and says, Well, we're off on a job. Can't stick around here all day. It's nice to meet you. I'm sure we'll be seeing you again.
2: It's nice to meet you, too.
1: So uh, he throws down a couple of gold pieces on the table, and uh, him and his uh, halfling friend get up and walk out of the building.
2: Uh, I will finish my breakfast and ask Lunadas if he's ready to uh, check out the market for anything interesting to purchase.
1: Certainly. breakfast is gonna be uh, three gold pieces for the the two of you. So you walk out onto uh, the streets of the market and uh, is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Lunadas has no
3: idea about money, but he would expect that most of the stuff that would help him would be really expensive and he doesn't have any of that money stuff. That is true. So he mostly just browses, picks up information about things like boots of elven kind and things like that.
2: Um, I, since, uh, since Juliet is trying to teach me how to read and write, I want to, uh, pick up some quills and some paper.
1: Okay, so, uh, you'll find, um, like, a, a stationary shop that is also like a, a cartography shop. They have a wide selection of, uh, like quills that you can buy. There's some that quills that are even silver tipped. Um, There's even these things that are uh, like uh, it's basically a a pen that's made out of silver. It's not like a ballpoint or ink pen, but it's like a fancy quill, basically. Uh, They've even got some of those made out of gold and uh, they have a wide variety of inks.
2: Uh, I will, I'll look for a feather quill um, that's like pretty. I'm trying to think of a a pretty bird feather.
1: So uh, you pick out a Pretty feather and um, quill and some ink, and uh, that's going to be two gold pieces.
2: Okay, I have adjusted. I will uh, go ahead and pay that.
1: Okay. And you still have like 20 gold from that purse.
2: I do, and I I had some walking around money that. um,
1: Uh, Would have been Alexander, but you have had a lot of. Yeah, Alexander.
2: So I have just so just for the the record keeping um, because I had they gave me 10 gold. I spent. Two on ice cream, and I don't think I spent anything else uh, that day. And then um, from the purse, I uh, gave the girl uh, thirty-two gold, which left so me yeah, with.
3: So you down to like eighteen, I think. Uh,
2: it should be twenty-eight if my math is correct. I'm gonna double-check that math.
3: Fifty-seven minus thirty-two would bring you down to twenty-five. Then five for breakfast. Or three for breakfast,
1: and two more.
2: Right, but I also I also had eight gold left from walking around money.
1: Uh, fantasy accountant <laughs> right so at this point it's probably around noon um, is there anything else that you want to do in the market district? well we're walking, Lunadas you know, just drops the idea maybe
3: they're using us as a pastry what? You know, uh, the, the, like where they bring somebody in from the outside and set them up as the fall guy I think it's called to take the fall, you know, the, uh, the pastry a patsy? yes, probably something like that. I mean, they don't know us, why would they trust us with a big job?
2: They could be desperate, but you have a point.
3: You can't trust people in cities, not really.
2: I hardly trust anyone.
3: So, so I think we should be careful and let the others know what we're doing before we get in trouble. Maybe leave them That's
2: Oh, that's that sounds super incriminating. Um,
3: mm, yeah.
2: We'll see them before before we leave. We can we can tell them in person. Fair enough. Let's let's head back to the hotel and get some sleep.
1: We so we'll say you guys uh, make it back to the hotel and uh, it's like 1230 by the time you get there. So uh, what do you what you what are you doing in the uh, hotel? Or are you just going to sleep?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I'll just go up to the room and um, and uh, get settled in it. Like put the, the ink and cool in a safe place and uh, get settled.
1: All right. And Alexander and Juliet aren't there you think they're probably still in class so you decide to uh, lay down for a nap so you can get some sleep before your job and you wake up about 10 o'clock and uh, Talia you see Juliet in the room
4: Hey Juliet Hey Talia, how you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good, Uh, how was class?
4: Well, I'll admit it's a bit more boring than I expected it to be, but I did learn a lot about Stuff I already know.
2: Well, that's always good Um, I just thought I should let you know That, uh, I'm gonna be heading out For a little bit tonight, but I should be back by morning
4: And where exactly did you say you were headed again?
2: Uh, well, I, um I found the local, uh, guild, shall we call it And, um I, uh, uh, w- I'm going on a job
4: Oh, a job already
2: I know, it seems pretty quick I'm, I'm gonna be cautious
4: I would hope so If anything were to happen to you I wouldn't be pleased And uh, I'd have to find your guild So stay out of trouble Are you doing this alone, by the way? I don't want you to just be roaming around Well
2: uh, No, Alunidas is coming with me, I'll be safe
4: Oh, that uh, Almost puts me at ease
2: Yeah, uh, we'll be We'll be fine
4: Oh, well you need anything before you go out I don't want to leave you penniless or whatnot
2: no, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, I managed to uh, a- acquire some some funds while I was out today.
4: Well, if you say so.
2: Uh, anyway, have a good night, and um, I will uh, see you in the morning, I guess.
4: Uh, yeah. Do get some sleep, though, please. Even if it's while we're in class.
2: That's what the nap today was for.
4: Oh, okay. I, I understand.
1: So, you finish your conversation with Juliet, and uh, are you going to go talk to Lunadas, see if he's up and ready to go? Yes. Lunadas stretches, grabs his quarterstaff, and
3: gets ready to head out the door. All all this fancy stuff, not the stuff they gave us back in the Drab stuff.
1: So, uh, you guys uh, walk back to the industrial district, uh, back to the club. You walk in. There appears to be a party going on. Everyone's drinking, and you eventually find the uh, tiefling cash talking to a group near the staircase on the first floor there's a uh, mel halfling a male dwarf and a human woman standing near her kesh sees you and uh, waves you over
2: uh, i go over and and uh, say good evening how are you doing
1: well well good talia and Alunidas is here we're just going over the details of the job so let's get down to business We've learned that the proprietor of the Magic Menagerie is going on holiday today. He'll be gone at least the next three days to Carnley. leave. He has left his son, Marvy, in charge. He's a notorious drunk and fop. There's no guards, and we've tracked Marvy to a pub where one of our more beautiful friends is getting him disgustingly drunk at the moment. You're tasked with getting into the shop and stealing as much as you can. You've been provided three bags of holdings stuff them well you're going to be going through the back door of the shop from the alleyway there's a magically protect a magical ward protecting the door but this should defeat it and she holds out a scroll and gives it to the young halfling in the black cloak olash you've been trained for this you can read this and defeat the ward once olash has defeated the ward our new friend talia will be responsible for picking the lock and getting us in once you get inside do not be discriminating Take whatever you can in the shortest time you can. Take no more than five minutes. It's all worth money. Guards are not thick in this town, but they do exist, and they do patrol. Any questions? Uh, I have none. What happens if a guard does go Kill them and run, or just run? That's probably gonna have to be a decision made by you. If it's only one guard, but I would say probably either try to incapacitate them or kill them if you must. But, if it's a large group, I would say run. So, anything else? Nope. Yep. Alright, so she says, uh, so Olash is in charge. Follow his lead. Try to get back here by two. Olash uh, gathers you all together. He says he knows the uh, the address and for uh, all of you to follow him. So, I follow him. So, So where you guys are going to be going? See where I'm pinging right here? Yes. Okay. So, that is the Magic uh, Menagerie, where you're going to be breaking in, and uh, back here is the back door into this place, that uh, you go down an alley, and then there's an opening between uh, this shop and the uh, shop to the uh, northeast, there's like a a little uh, area back here that looks like it's uh, for uh, garbage and um, stuff like that, firewood, coal, and the such and there is a little gate right here so um, you get to the address around 1 a.m and it's this gaudy yellow three-story building with a red and black sign out front that reads the magic menagerie there's no one on the street at this time and there's a new moon and the streets are dark except for the lamps and those lamps don't reach behind the buildings so you're going to go to the back of the building olash is going to try this gate right here and it's locked. So Talia, can you give me a sleight of hand check on this gate? Is that the twelve? Uh, yep. This gate right here is not really meant as like a uh, like a high security gate. So that's actually going to open it. Take the gods. Take that foul gate. Olash really doesn't know anything about locks, and he uh, he nods at you, looking like he's impressed. But you know better. So um, you all are going to walk through this gate, and there is a door over here to the left as you uh, walk up to the door Olash pulls this uh, scroll out of this uh, leather case that he was given he starts uh, reading the words on the scroll and then uh, he says there i think that's done it motions to you uh, to open the door give me a wisdom check 17 two? uh yeah Lunadosh, you can do one too that's, that's a works. 7 <laughs> yeah uh, the seven's not going to cut it but um talia it just occurs to you after he has uh, read this scroll And uh, you didn't really see anything happen There was no like puff of smoke Or you know like lights Going off or any sort Of glow or anything he just uh, Reads it and uh, he's Like okay well it's done so Now what you're kind of thinking Is the reason that you were chosen For this job as a newcomer Is you might get hit with this Trap and you think Uh, you're probably Expendable
2: (laughs) I, I tell him that He should try it again just to be safe
1: he says, that doesn't work that way. I mean, it's the scroll's used. It's gone. It's used up.
2: If it was used up, wouldn't it be physically gone?
1: And he shows you the scroll and the words have disappeared. It looks like something happened because the the words are gone.
2: I, I look at a and and uh, kind of silently be like, what should I do?
1: I like pastries. So Olush look, uh, like does like this kind of like hushed whisper. He's saying, come on, girl, we don't have all night.
3: Do it. Don't you have thieves in your guild
1: that can pick locks? That's why she's here. Come on, do it.
2: I ask him if he'd like to learn how to pick locks so that when I'm gone, he knows how.
1: Why are you dancing around, girl? We don't have time for this. Come on.
2: Because I don't trust magic and I don't trust you.
1: He says, fine. And he goes up and he tries the door and nothing happens. He goes, now will you pick the lock? Let's go.
2: You put the, the thieves' tools in, then I'll pick it.
1: <laughs> he just looks at you incredulously. He says, why are you making this so difficult? If the ward was in place, I would have got fried as soon as I touched the door. Now, come on, let's go. Um. Give me an insight check. Yeah, 14, you, you think he's totally on the level. That's exactly the way this works. If he touched the door, he would have got hit by the ward if it was still in place.
2: Okay, I will, I'll go ahead and attempt it and hope that I don't
1: die. Okay, give me a slot of hand check. Fifteen. Okay, so you stick the uh, thieves' tools in the door and you uh, work it around and finally you hear a click.
2: I I tell him that it should be unlocked now.
1: Okay, so he goes over and opens the door and walks in.
2: Uh, I follow in and uh, make sure to stay behind him.
1: So as you go in this place, there's three floors to it. He splits up the group and he tells the, uh, the human, uh, woman to go to the third floor. So he tells him to go up to the second floor. And, uh, he says uh, the majority of it, the, the good stuff's down here. So, uh, he tells, uh, you two to help him start stuffing these sacks. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I try to find one of those, uh, sneaky cloaks. I don't remember what they're called cause I didn't write it down.
1: Um, the uh, Cloak of Elvenkite? Yes. So uh, give me a perception check. Okay, um, 10. So it's kind of dark in here. So all the cloaks that are on this floor, they, they're kind of like one of those circular racks like uh, they have it at department stores. And um, since it's uh, dark in here, you can't really tell, you know, everything looks like dark gray in this light. And you know that uh, the Cloak of Elvenkind that you were looking at in that shop was a, uh, a greenish-gray.
2: I will shove all of the cloaks in my bag.
1: Okay. As you're doing that, give me an a, uh, intelligence check. That's a 10? Yeah. All right. Um, so as you're, like, stuffing this stuff in the cloak, you're kind of, like, trying to keep an eye out for that cloak. And uh, you're not really seeing it.
2: Um, I. Are there any other cloaks as the only rack?
1: Uh, That's the only rack of cloaks, and there appears to be about twenty of them.
2: Okay, um, I like I said, I'll put all of them in my bag, and then I will go on to uh, the next rack and start
1: stuffing. Okay, uh, the next rack uh, that there's uh, like a a rack of uh, cloaks. Uh, There's rack of like uh, tunics.
2: Okay, um, I'll go on to the next rack.
1: Okay, um, next uh, rack is robes.
2: Um, actually, can I see if there are any, like, magical, like, um, items, like wands, uh, knives, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, um, you notice that, um, that's, uh, what Olash is currently working on. He is, like, behind the counter of, of the, a glass case in the, uh, the front of the shop, and he is just stuffing rings and bracelets and amulets and necklaces and brooches and, and such into his, into a sack.
2: Okay, I'll go onto the ropes and start stuffing
1: those. Um, there's also you know hats bracers that kind of thing and uh, you think you probably only got enough time um, to get like uh, a couple more items of a type
2: um, I'll go for the hats
1: okay so uh, about the time that uh, you're getting to like uh, the, the last of the hats um, the, uh, the human woman and the dwarf come downstairs and the, the woman uh, says that's enough we should go we've been here too long Olash says, yes, we, we got to go. And uh, they all start walking out uh, the back uh, door.
2: So, I'll, I'll follow them.
1: Okay. Me too. So um, both of you give me a perception check. <laughs> you both got 13s. <laughs> you're like listening and you're, you're not really uh, hearing anything. And then uh, you see uh, the Olash and the other three that are in front of you like stop dead in their tracks as they turn the al- alley's corner. And then, like, walk backwards back into the alley.
2: I, uh, I find some shadows to duck into.
1: Okay, give me a uh, what is it? Uh, stealth check, uh, fifteen. So you are able to get like uh, behind a box in the uh, the shadows, and uh, you think you're pretty well hidden. Look at us. What are you doing? I'm
3: duck back through the gate. You said we were in the alley, right? And they got, started backing back into the alley, or
1: yeah. So what happened is you came out of this door right here. You went out through the gate and then you see the uh, group that you're with as they get out here into the alley and then get out onto the streets. You see them turn that corner and then start backing like into the alleyway. So you think they saw something?
3: Alright, he's going to duck back through that gate and sort of hide in the corner. Step himself in the hole.
1: Okay, so you see uh, the three that were with you, Alash, the dwarf, and the the uh, woman. Uh, get back here to the gate and then stop and then uh, you hear someone uh, talking from uh, out in the street and it sounds like it's getting closer so uh, after a minute uh, you see a uh, human guard uh, that's been talking to these three and then uh, you can finally hear what he's saying and he says so what's all this someone alerted us to something strange going on inside this business who are you? And then uh, uh, the dwarf starts like making a move for like a sh- the short story on his belt, and the uh, guard says, "Stop and raise your hands and show us what's in the bags." We need everybody to roll initiative.
3: To be honest, I think this might be the first time we've gotten in a fight where we didn't start it. Yeah,
2: I, I ducked into shadows. I'm not sure where the box would be.
3: Let's say it's right there where I'm peeing. So we're both hiding in a corner, except she's actually hiding, and Luna das is just sort of standing there
1: all right so um the guard uh, says after he says show us what's in the bags um that's when um olash and the three others look at each other and then they all uh pull out their swords so the dwarf uh, uh, thief is going to take off running for the town guard and he is going to poke him with his short sword that that is a 13 that's going to miss uh, Lunardas, you're up. What are you doing? Uh, he is going
3: to try to uh, jump over the guard to get behind
1: Okay. Uh, to do that, first you're going to have to get out of the gate, uh, past the dwarf. That won't be a problem. Uh, but uh, I'm going to have you do a athletics check to like get around the either an athletics check or an acrobatics check to get behind the guard. All right, acrobatics it is.
3: That's a twenty-three.
1: Uh, yeah. That was like Olympic level bullshit right there.
3: Ha ha ha. Um, I'm guessing that would use up his standard action.
1: It would. And your, uh, movement action.
3: So he's just going to stand there and flink the shit out of this guy.
1: Okay. So next up is the town Guard. He is going to take a swing at that dwarf. That is a 23 for six damage. Next up is Olash. I'm gonna wedge him in right there, and he is gonna take a swing at the guard. That is a 20 uh, for for two damage. Mm -hmm. Impressive. He is a halfling. Uh, The woman is going to move up here, but she can't really get to uh, the town guard, so she's just uh, standing there. Uh, Talia, you're up.
2: Um.
3: Does she have ring weapons? I know she has knives. I don't. Can she maybe scramble between people's legs and uh, get to the other side of the guard?
1: I'm gonna say that um, I would, since she's so small, I would allow her to like move through these uh, thieves and get beside you right here, if she wants. That's totally.
2: Right oh no, that's totally what I'm. going I was trying to find a place where I could stand.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird with this uh, these streets being diagonal the way that they're set up. All right, what are you gonna do?
2: Uh, stabby stabby. I
1: Talia you getting her hands dirty
2: nope that's not what i needed uh what do i need i i just realized this is my first combat
1: (laughs) um you can click on
3: the weapon if you have it set up as an actual weapon on your character sheet
1: that's a 15 that's gonna hit and then i
3: have no idea how you bring up the damage for me it just always shows up
1: right away um you are a dex based character so it would be your damage would be what do you have daggers
2: yeah i have daggers
1: so that would be d6 and uh is it dexterity or strength that's uh uh added into that for a dex character
2: uh it says dexterity
1: mm-hmm. okay so you would add your dexterity uh, modifier to a d6 roll and your modifier is three
2: yes proficiency bonus is two it says
1: uh proficiency that yeah proficiency bonus doesn't count for damage Oh, if it's... Only to hit. Oh,
2: yeah, my dexterity's three. I, I didn't scroll far enough over.
1: All right, so that's seven damage total. We got to get you some macro set up before a big fight. All right, next up is the dwarf. Uh, he's going to poke him with a short sword again. That's an eight. That's going to miss. us. you're up. Uh, he has advantage. Of oh, yeah, he does, doesn't he? That's a 14. That's still going to miss.
3: All right, that didn't do too much. Good. Alright, Illuminati is going to smack the crap out of this guy. 25.
1: And that's 12 damage. And he's going to spend a Chi point, do flurry of Blows. 24. That'll
3: hit. And 18.
1: 18 damage or 6 damage on the last? 18 one. hit, second. Alright, so you uh, do you this. A total of 25 damage if doll hits. Yes. Oh, a total <laughs> of 25. Okay, so, yeah, that does matter. So, uh, describe what it looks like when you kill this guard.
3: <laughs> Alright, so, basically, he you know, sweeps his leg out from under him, and as he's falling, smacks him on the head once on the way down, and another time, coming up with the other end of the quarter quarterstaff. So, sort of a wet thump when he hits the cobbles.
1: Nice. As he goes down, Olash, uh, starts, like, losing it. He's like, we're all gonna hang for this. I didn't sign up for killing guards. We're doomed. Doomed, I tell you. The dwarf says, uh, there, it isn't so bleak, and begins to wrap his arms around him, and then plunges a dagger into Olash's heart. That's to be expected, I suppose. Yeah, and the dwarf says, we couldn't have him run in his mouth. You saw how unstable he was. And then, uh, and then he takes the dagger that he just stabbed into the halfling's heart and goes over... And then sticks it into the, uh, the guard's chest as well. And then uh, he takes uh, the uh, the bag um, from the uh, halfling, uh, Olash, that he just killed. And like starts taking stuff out of his pockets and sticking them into his pockets. And he says, there. Olash robbed the store. He was confronted by the guard. And they killed each other. What a nice and tidy little investigation for the constabulary. Anyone want to stick around and see how this works out? I don't
2: Not even a little bit Let's
1: go He goes out and uh, the dwarf uh, peers around the corner one way And then peers around the corner the other way And then motions you all to follow him out onto the street So we're going to say all of you make it back uh, to the uh, Greasy Fingers Club Kesh is there uh, to uh, greet you She says, uh, is it done? Yes, with minimal difficulty she says, uh, where's Olash? The dwarf sees the, uh, the human woman get ready to talk. And he gives her the, this eye and she stops. The dwarf says, Olash ran into a little bit of difficulty. You see, uh, we were cornered by a guard and he started to attack us and he killed Olash. But we were able to kill the guard and it's going to look like Olash was robbing the place. And then the guard and Nolash and killed each other. Kesh says, That's too bad. He had a lot of skills and talents that a lot of members of our organization don't have. We're really going to have to find someone who can read magic soon. She looks at the bags and she says, Is that it? And the uh, dwarf says, Yeah, this is the hall. She says, Follow me. She walks up the steps to uh, what she thinks her apartments. She opens the door and motions you all in. Inside here is... Uh, it's really like nice. Like uh, there's uh, like these uh, red velvet sofas all over the place, and like these huge like red velvet almost like bean bags uh, all over the place. Uh, there's there is this uh, really Fancy upscale bean bag chairs. Oh yeah, uh, but everything's like this like r- like really like red velvet. everything's like fuzzy and comfortable. And there's like this bronze table that sits really low in between these uh, low-sitting sofas. Is there a hookah? Um, yes, there is a hookah. Awesome. She goes over to uh, the couch beside the table and sits down, and uh, starts pulling out all this stuff from the uh, the bags. It's like a huge haul. Um, there's all kinds of robes, cloaks, and rings, and bracers, and uh, bracelets, amulets necklaces just about any magical item that you could uh, imagine there's a lot of them so uh, now that the light's better talia would you like to look around uh, to see if you can find that cloak yes give me a intel or give me a perception check 17 you see the cloak right now it's just sitting in the, uh, the the pile of stuff but you're pretty sure that uh this is the same kind of cloak that you saw when you were at the shop with Julia.
2: Um, I ask if uh, we're allowed to pick our magical item.
1: She says, yes, of course.
2: I, I pick up the cloak and say, this is what I
1: want. She says, fine. She's not even, like, looking at the cloaks. I mean, she you could tell that she's interested in, like, the, all the gold and silver and platinum rings and bracelets and necklaces, the, the stuff that's, like, worth a lot, even if it wasn't magical. Um,
3: John... Do you All want right. to... All right, us did not explore the city. doesn't have any clue about which magic item would be best for him. But I guess he's going to try his luck, see if he can't pick out something that might be good for him.
1: Okay, well, here's what I want to do, is I'm going to send you a link, and you can have anything on the list that is from the um, uh, non-combat items, uh, summoning items, or game-changing items, that are uh, that are four thousand gold pieces or less.
3: Okay, non-combat summoning or game-changing. He said. Correct. Well, this will take me a little while. Um,
1: yeah, that's fine. We don't so we don't we have doing... to we don't have to do this in game.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, um, we can just take it as given that I've picked out something. And she said, "Okay," and then given us our ten percent, I guess, and we walk. Or
1: she uh, she's going through all the stuff and she says, uh, "It may take some time to appraise." Uh, all of these items. She goes, I can't give you the money till I do that. So we should have that figured out by tomorrow. So if you come by the club, we'll have your payment. Okay. And she says, uh, excellent job. You've exceeded my wildest expectations. And we've even got a person to take the fall. I'm sorry that you lost your man. She says, well, it happens. Everyone who takes these jobs knows what they're getting into. And then laughs, you're welcome to uh to stay the drinks are on me tonight what do you say talia would you like to experience whiskey
2: i've experienced it it's not my thing
3: all right then let's just go on back to the end uh, show the others our new shinies
2: i like this idea
1: all right so uh you guys uh go back to the uh the hotel room and when uh by the time you get back there they are solidly asleep well maybe in the morning.
2: is uh room service still open
1: right now it's probably about three o'clock in the morning um they're probably not doing room service but you noticed that there was an attendant on duty downstairs that uh you could probably uh get him to give you some leftovers of whatever meal that they served that night
2: I will I will inquire about um obtaining said food
1: Yeah you you go downstairs and ask and he says yes that's that's no problem at all and uh walks back into uh the, uh, the kitchen and comes back out uh, about 5 minutes later and, uh, he's got some, uh, some cold ham and some cheese and some bread for you.
2: I thank him and tip him a gold.
1: Thank you very much. Just let us know if there's anything that we could do to make your stay more pleasurable. Uh,
2: I head back to the room and see if Alunadas is up for eating and, uh, decompressing.
1: Sure. Let's have a little tea party. Do you guys want to talk at all about what happened?
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to inspect the cloak and try to figure out how it works.
1: Talia, what you notice is uh, you put on this cloak, and right now it's kind of long. You think you probably need to get it tailored because it's made for an adult. While you wear uh, this cloak and pull its uh, hood up, people are going to have a really hard time uh, like seeing you. You think you can like, move a little bit better in this uh, if you were trying to hide. And as you like walk around the room, you notice that the, uh, the cloak's colors will shift to uh, whatever color of uh, background is around you. Very cool. And functionally, um, wisdom checks uh, made to see you have disadvantage and you have advantage on dexterity stealth checks uh, made to hide and pulling the hood up or down requires a uh, action. Okay. So it would be a standard action to to pull it up or to pull it down. Sounds good. So we're going to say that you uh, guys uh, sleep uh, for the night. You go back to the... uh, the greasy uh, fingers the next morning, and uh, Keshe is uh, waiting for you. She's going to give both of you 4,000 gold pieces. Holy crap. Adel's going to lose this shit. She says, of course, I planned the job and got the intelligence, so I get 50% of the cut, and then the rest of you split it among yourselves.
2: I I just look at the pile of gold, and... Yep, yep, that's cool.
1: Give me mm. a uh, intelligence check. Uh, both of you can do it. Um, Remember, Lunadas doesn't know much about money or cities. Is it forest boy. <laughs> uh, well, even with a 13 um, and with an 18 on your check, you know that 4,000 gold is way, way, way undervalued. You think that with the haul that you guys took in, Um, she probably made at least, like, uh, 250,000 gold pieces off of this.
2: I, um, I, uh, I choose not to say anything, because I don't want to ruffle feathers in a place that I'm going to be stuck for God knows how long. Um, and also, I got what I wanted out of it, and 4,000 gold is is just extra for me. You
1: can consider it a, uh, contribution to the guild. So, she says, uh, thanks for your efforts, this was a highly rewarding job, and there'll be more in the future now that I know that you can pull something off like this. But for now, that's all I have for you.
2: I uh, say, um, well, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'll be around the city if, if you need anything.
1: She says, uh, well, you're not a full member of the guild right now. Let's just call you a, a contractor. But you do have permission to, let's say, pull some small jobs around the city. Nothing too big, and we'll need a 10% cut of whatever that you make.
2: Understood. I appreciate that.
1: So she says, it's been a long night of appraising these items, and I'm tired. I'll be going back to bed. And then uh, she turns around and walks back up the stairs and closes the door behind her.
2: As she's walking away, I say, sleep well, mistress, and uh, take my t- take my gold and
0: go.
1: Okay. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it right there.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor, please give us a
1: 5-star rating and review on iTunes or your podcast app. It's the best way to support us. If you really like us, we have a Patreon set up and there's many tiers of support. You can even play an NPC, a player, or even a boss, depending on the level you support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure you check your app. Want to give us feedback on what we can do to make the podcast better? Follow and comment on our Facebook and Twitter. You can also go to our website to see all the maps and backgrounds on our players and items on our website at DungeonsAndDebacles.com And now
0: a word from our fantasy sponsor. Looking for magical items but don't want to pay premium prices? Come on down to the Magic Menagerie. We buy direct from the Tower of Insight and pass the savings on to you. We have a wide selection of cloaks, rings, amulets, or weapons, and if we don't have exactly what you're looking for, we can get it in one business day. Looking for custom magical items? We can do that too. Our team of consultants can work with you to get what you want at the fraction of the price of the other guys. So visit the Magic Menagerie on the Isle of Insight. It's worth the journey. The music you heard on this episode was
1: Crowdhammer, Four Origins, Falk Ground, Ossuary 1, A Beginning, Unholy Night, Nightmare Machine, and Lord of the Land by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. You can find that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses, slash buy, slash 3.0.